2022 is Hong Kong 25th anniversary return. And before that, it's 150 years under the British rule. If you take 30 years as one generation, that's five generations. It's very difficult to change the mentality of people. I think the challenge we in Hong Kong or leaders in Hong Kong have to face is how do we have our younger generation learn and then embrace what is happening in mainland. Andrew Yao Chou-Fai is the chairman and chief executive officer of the Hong Kong Shanghai Alliance Holdings Limited, a leading company in construction materials, trade, property investment, and more. Born in Hong Kong and educated in the United States, Yao started traveling to the Chinese mainland to seek business opportunities as early as 1993. From early on, Yao knew that in order to do business in the mainland, he needed to breathe the local air. In 2003, he moved with his family to live in Shanghai to kick off the full expansion of his business conglomerate. For the past 20 years, he witnessed firsthand the all-around development of the mainland. He realized that it was important to educate Hong Kong youth about their homeland and involve the next generation of Hong Kong youth to participate in China's development, which he felt was the only way for the future of the city. Needless to say, this has been Yao's work for the past decade. His work involves sponsoring student exchanges, bringing Hong Kong students to Shanghai to live and work, and also joining university boards to push for education reform. In addition, he's also sent his own children to public schools in Shanghai. For the next five to ten years, you will see a lot of uh, younger people, people that have understanding of both places are really the one that can help us to integrate in Greater Bay or integrate into the motherland. Hong Kong has to, for the last few hundred years, uh, depends on Chinese economy. Uh, we are a middleman. Now, we cannot just be a middleman. What can we add value during the middle process? Could that be financial service? Could it be education? Could it be innovation? Those need to be figured out. And I see that a lot of our younger generation are in the position to figure that out. In this episode of Footprints, we talk to Hong Kong entrepreneur Andrew Yao and learn about his journey of running a successful business and nurturing the next generation of Hong Kong youth. Stay tuned. Yao was born in Hong Kong in the 1960s when the region was still under British rule. Before launching his business in the mainland, he spent 10 years living in the United States, where he attended universities. He received his bachelor's degree from the University of California at Berkeley and his MBA from Harvard Graduate School of Business. Well-educated and trained, Yao returned to Hong Kong in 1992 and made his debut in the business world. For the first five years, I basically stayed in Hong Kong. I expanded the company that I've joined it, and then we have a majority share of Hong Kong. And then I knew that I have to grow. In order for me to grow, I have to go to mainland. And that's why I started going there after 97. And it is a, a wicking experience for me, a very, very different experience for me. With his rich experiences and excellent training in business, it seemed that success should come easy. But this also taught him a lesson. I was educated uh, at a school in Boston. I, I did my MBA there. And then they're very good in training us how to do things very um, ruthless, get the things done, get all my uh, KPI and my plan of actions. And uh, I applied the same methodology when I came back to mainland and I failed miserably. 
I thought with uh, at that time 1.2 billion people. I thought, oh, I can sell 1.2 billion widget. I'll be rich. But uh, that I don't know. That is easy to sell, but it's very difficult to collect. So I keep making mistakes. In retrospect, Yao admitted he knew little about the mainland back then. In 150 years, we never, never teach us anything about modern Chinese history. In my geography lesson when I was young, anything north of Shenzhen is a piece of blank paper. We never know. Not to mention, when Yao first came to the mainland, China had just begun a sweeping economic reform known as the Reform and Opening Up. One day, I say, look,、um, I could not possibly conduct business in mainland living in Hong Kong. Hong Kong is very different from mainland, and I have to live there. Briefed local air, I think, is very important. So I decided to pack up and then move my family to Shanghai in '03. Yao chose Shanghai partly because the city was his father's hometown. It was supposed to be a homecoming experience. Still, it took some time for him to adapt to the new business and living environment. It is quite tough. Back in '03, Shanghai is very different from Hong Kong. I have to thank my family. They stick with me and、uh, go through a lot of、uh, challenges, a lot of homesickness. I have three children: a daughter and a pair of twin boys. I put them in local school. I want to make sure that when we're living in Shanghai, we do not hang around with expatriates. We really have to feel that I'm a local. With all of his efforts, his business in Shanghai took off. When asked about the secret behind his success, Yao attributed it to his failures. The secret of success is、uh, having enough failures, and then you keep fighting back. I'm an entrepreneur. The definition of entrepreneur is relentless pursuit of business,、uh, regardless of the resources on hand, and be able to come back、uh, every time after you fail. And I think a lot of Hong Kong people share my、uh, spirit. I think Hong Kong has no resources to speak of, and is an island full of mountains. We just have a,、um, a deep water port, and a lot of refugees coming in back in the fifty. And Hong Kong people just build it、uh, by having a very entrepreneurial spirit, the can-do attitude. I think that's Hong Kong people that I'm familiar with is famous for. And a lot of my、um, elders, the successful businessmen in Hong Kong,、uh, they make it by being adaptable, by being resourceful. On a more personal level, after moving to the mainland, he's content to see his children making friends and learning about their motherland. Looking back, I think it's a very right decision.、Uh, number one thing is,、um, at least、um, my son and my daughter, they understand mainland, they understand the motherland, China, much better. And then the friends that they grew up, I thought, would be wonderful treasures for them, because these would be the people they would do business with, they would hang around and play tennis with, and having a network is very important. I foresee that they will be coming back to mainland to work after their graduation. While mindfully guiding his own children to widen their horizons, Yao started feeling the urge to bring more Hong Kong youth to the mainland to breathe the local air. After the break, we'll hear about how the entrepreneur helped hundreds of Hong Kong students find their way to live and work in the Chinese mainland. Stay tuned. From north to south, east to west, people in China are chasing their dreams and leaving their mark. Want to know how they beat the odds and made a difference? Footprints brings you the true life stories of their journeys.
one thing that I enjoy most for the last 15 years is the uh, ability to bring Hong Kong university students and work in Shanghai for a period of six to eight weeks. I can see the changes through the eyes. I started 15 years ago with 20 students from Hong Kong U. In 2019, I have 300 students from 10 universities. Back in 2007, Yao founded the Shanghai Hong Kong Tomorrow Leaders Internship Program, a student exchange program aiming to sponsor Hong Kong college students to travel, study, and work in Shanghai and the greater Yangtze River Delta region. Initially, the program served more like a summer trip. Students traveled to different cities in the mainland as tourists. It offered great experiences for the students, but Yao considered the impact impermanent. He described the initial phase as the program's version 1.0, as he pushed for version 2.0, which provided students with fun internships and helped them connect with the locals. The job's got to be fun for them and relevant for them. I make it fun for them so that they can enjoy working. It could be a um, foreign enterprise making movies. It could be um, McKinsey. Uh, It could be a law firm. It could be a communication company. It could be internet company like Meituan, Billy Billy. We have technology company hiring our students. So whatever the school wants are good at, we find those employers. Yao's very careful in choosing companies for the students. He only wants companies that are willing to spend time teaching and sharing. Every year, employers keep rotating. As more students are attracted to the mainland, Yao rolled out version 3.0 of the exchange program. 3.0 actually is finding a job. It could be employer but also could be starting a new business as an entrepreneur. As the program evolved from tourist experience to prolonged local stay, Yao complemented the program by providing mental and social support. He realized that many students felt homesick. For those who decided to stay in the mainland, lacking local connections and opportunities could be challenging in the long run. I have kind-hearted Hong Kong people living in Shanghai, being the mentor of the students, taking them out on Saturday and Sunday, making sure that when they're sick, they know where to go to, or just talking and sharing experiences. I have over 100 good friends that are taking up those jobs. We always find at least 50 local students that are studying and living in Shanghai, making sure that they connect with the Hong Kong students. The best thing to have Hong Kong younger generation understand mainland is actually going to the subway, going to the store, going to movies, with friends in Shanghai. And then they would say, hey, you know, we are all Chinese people. There's no difference. Once they make friends, they will have the network and they also tend to go back after the graduation. Even for students who went back to Hong Kong after the internship program, they tend to find better jobs. Victor is a law student from Hong Kong U. When he was in uh, Shanghai, he worked in the law firm. But we always have uh, extracurricular activities for them. We have a seminar on one by one row that is uh, a few years ago. So we went through a whole day what one by one row is. He told me that when we was interviewing for a law firm, the interviewer asked him, do you know anything about one by one row? You know, he can speak fluently for 10 minutes. And that's what got him hired. Being able to find attractive job opportunities is only one reason why more students are participating in the program. Yao explained that they work with the Hong Kong local government to offer less privileged students chances for a better life. Not all Hong Kong students are from wealthy family background. A lot of Hong Kong university students would take summertime and work to make money so that they can spend. 
taking that opportunity away, going to the mainland, and you have to live in dormitory hotel will cost them an arm and a leg. We provide the opportunity and also the financial support to them. The government of the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region paid off 50% of the cost incurred during the internship program. Now, for every firm that hires a Hong Kong student to work in the mainland, the Hong Kong local government would offer the company monthly subsidy as a reward. When the COVID-19 pandemic broke out in 2020, the program was forced to suspend for a year. But Yao simply couldn't wait. He started finding other ways to help Hong Kong students thrive in the mainland. Then we think about it. Instead of serving Hong Kong students in Hong Kong, why don't we serve Hong Kong's university students that are studying in mainland universities? There are 424 Hong Kong students studying in 20 higher education institutes in Shanghai alone. So what we did is um, we tailored 95 spaces for the um, university student, originally from Hong Kong, but living in Shanghai, or Beijing, or Wuhan, or Anhui. I find them 95 jobs in Shanghai. While advocating student changes, Yao took a step further and joined the board of Hong Kong-based Lingnan University to help push for education improvement and talent exchanges for both sides. I see more students coming to the university in Hong Kong to study. As a matter of fact, I'm on the board of a university. The number of graduate student applications have gone up 250% this year. I think obvious reason is it's more difficult to get visa or being accepted to school in UK or in the United States. But at the same time, I think there's no need to go over there. Hong Kong is as international. Hong Kong's faculty in the university is equally as impressive as any university in the United States. And a fraction of the price. So I see that as an attraction to a lot of the talent coming to Hong Kong. In the future, Yao hopes to see more exchanges not only of students, but also of educational systems and faculties. He believes in order to help Hong Kong students better adapt to a different life in the mainland, it's important to have all-around education resources and support. In September 2022, three schools will open in the mainland with qualified Hong Kong teachers to teach the Hong Kong syllabus. Yao contributed to the founding of one of the schools. In the near future, students in the mainland could choose to either take mainland's National University entrance exams, the Gaokao, or take Hong Kong's public university entrance examinations directly at the schools. If you want to go to local school, Gaokao, no problem. But if you want to be able to come back to Hong Kong, that's no problem either. Yao also has an ambitious dream. With universities in both sides establishing connections, he hopes to see students from Hong Kong and the neighboring city Shenzhen travel by bus to take classes freely. I have a dream. My dream is to have Lingnan students go by bus to Shenzhen University and take classes there and be able to get credit. And the direct distance from Lingnan U to Shenzhen U is 15 kilometers. It's shorter than Lingnan going to central Hong Kong. This is how I want to integrate Hong Kong youth into Greater Bay and say, hey, look, you know, you can take classes in Shenzhen, you can take classes in Guangzhou, and you can meet people. And then you might want to have an internship there, and you might want to work there, and maybe you want to live there in the future. With all his contributions empowering Hong Kong youth, the Hong Kong SAR government awarded Yao the Bronze Bahinia Star in 2016. It was an outstanding honor awarded to few people who made significant contribution to Hong Kong. But Yao's passion is not limited to education. He's contributing to making greater changes in both Hong Kong and the mainland. 
In 2017, Yao was elected as the Hong Kong deputy to the 13th National People's Congress. Yao has made a series of proposals regarding a wide range of topics covering the China-U.S. relationship and simplifying customs clearance procedures. I make quite a few proposals. Five years ago, I make a lot of proposals regarding China-U.S. relationship, understanding from both sides and how can we improve it. I also make a um, proposal about having Hong Kong University setting up branches in Greater Bay Area because um, higher education is one of the most fantastic products and service for Hong Kong. We can really help upgrade the whole Greater Bay Area by raising the education level. I also um, put in a lot of proposal about Tongguan. How do we make the people exchange, information exchange, money exchange easier between Hong Kong and mainland? Those are some of the things that I've been writing for many, many years. And I'm very happy that uh, some of them become success. As a Hong Kong deputy, he's also very concerned about the development of the city. From his observation, two important recent changes have enhanced his confidence in the future of Hong Kong. I'm very glad that two years ago we have passed the national security law in Hong Kong. I think Hong Kong have gone through a lot of difficulties in terms of national identification, having foreign interference with our politics here. When you cannot have a stable economy, nothing will grow. Our GDP growth has slowed down for the last five years. So my observation is uh, after the national security law, and then we have a new election of our legislative council, enable people who have a macro view and the macro heart towards Hong Kong to be legislator rather than vested interest. I think those two things are very important. Yao is especially excited to see more young people, many of whom have studied and worked in the mainland, get elected into legislative council and push for changes. For the next five to 10 years, you will see a lot of uh, younger people, people that have understanding of both places are really the one that can help us to integrate in Great Bay or integrate into the motherland. Hong Kong has to, for the last few hundred years, depends on Chinese economy. We are a middleman. Now, you cannot just be a middleman. What can we add value during the middle process? Could that be financial service? Could it be education? Could it be innovation? Those need to be figured out. And I see that a lot of our younger generation are in the position to figure that out. He adds that in July 1st, 2022, Hong Kong will welcome a new chief executive. He's counting on the new government to work on providing more public housing for the Hong Kong people and creating more land for better infrastructure. I'm very bullish in Hong Kong, which I say I'm not two years ago. So I'm looking at investment opportunity. I think for the next three to five years, uh, construction, housing market, and after that, I would see a lot more professional coming to Hong Kong to work. I see more students coming to the university in Hong Kong to study. Regarding future opportunities, Yao repeatedly emphasized the importance of China's Greater Bay Area, the GBA. In 2017, China rolled out an ambitious plan on turning the Guangdong, Hong Kong, Macau, Greater Bay Area into world-class city clusters. With nine cities in South China's Guangdong province and the two special administrative regions of Hong Kong and Macau, the GBA is the largest and most populated Bay Area in the world. The region's GDP hit two trillion US dollars in 2021. Yao encourages Hong Kong youth to move to GBA and try exploring different cities. 
With improving infrastructure and interconnected services, the area could empower Hong Kong's future growth. I think、um, GBA, Greater Bay Area, got to be the place to be. The integration of Hong Kong. Right now, we have two subway lines that are connected to Shenzhen Subway, and I see that going to the nine different cities in GBA within one hour. You can live in Hong Kong, you can travel there, and come come back, or you can live there and work there. But he acknowledged that the process of integration would take some time. Having people from both sides understand each other is important. Twenty-five years is very short when compared to 150 years, and there's something called one country, two system. When you have two system, there will be miscommunication, there will be misunderstanding. That's natural. But I think when we prepare the right mentality, being able to engage and talk and think about other people from their perspective, things will work out. I see Hong Kong younger generation moving in a very positive direction. July first, twenty twenty two, marks the twenty fifth anniversary of Hong Kong's return to China. Yao remembered the time twenty five years ago when he witnessed firsthand the handover ceremony. At one minute to midnight, the flags of the UK and Hong Kong were lowered. Twenty five years ago, I think I was、uh, lining up in new territories, welcoming the, the PLA, People's Liberation the Army. I remember very well. I think it was fascinating experience for me, being a Hong Kong people,、began. grew up in Hong Kong. It's very strange to have British Army there when I was living here, so I'm very happy that being replaced by Chinese Army, Chinese people. Though Yao has studied and lived abroad for a decade, he didn't choose to stay because leaving his homeland only made him love his country more. There's a word people always use: "Yao ai guo, xian chu guo." Living in the United States for ten years, I see a lot of glass ceiling, a lot of racial discrimination. It is not the place. That's one reason why I come back and embrace mainland. I want to be able to help, but I also be able to contribute. Being Chinese in China, throughout his years living in the mainland, he took his children to travel broadly in China to understand the country better and seek ways to help contribute to the development of the country. What I have done is we travel to a lot of different provinces when we are living in Shanghai. We have been to Inner Mongolia. We have been to Xinjiang. We have been to Tibet. We have been all the different interesting places and understand the culture, understand、um, the people. We have done every year for the last five years teaching less privileged students in Kunming. Those are important experiences. I think、um, as China grows more wealthy, I am totally committed to have a society that everyone can live at least in the equal footing or have the equal chance. I think China is making a big step forward, but there's still a lot of work that we can help to do. And what we try to train them is to come back and help. Yao was confident in the future development of China, especially his hometown, Hong Kong. His goal is to see Hong Kong catch up and surpass Singapore in the next few years. We have slowed down for the last five years. We have fallen behind Singapore for the last five years. I'm not happy with that. So my goal and my dream is to catch up with Singapore and surpass Singapore in the next three to five years.